This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Sponsored by Accountex. In Accounting Podcast with me, Rob Brown, on behalf of the Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network, we're bringing you this show for a UK-focused audience in the accounting world. And we're continuing with our series of interviews from Accountex 2022, one of the biggest events in Europe, serves the accounting profession and the software fintech vendors in their ecosystem. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network with the official broadcast partners. And we'll continue with this series of live interviews. You can hear the buzz of the event. We've got three for you today, starting up with Steve Cox, He's head of market insights and former chief evangelist at Iris Software Group. Then we've got Claire Haynes, co-founder of Fresh Pay, and Mark Edmondson, president and CEO at Inflow. Enjoy these, enjoy the live buzz, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for recommending the show, sharing it with your friends. And who knows, you might be at one of these events. May interview you one day. Enjoy the rest of the day. It's Accountex. We're right at the end of day two, and I'm thrilled to have with me today Claire Hands from Fresh Pay. How are you, Claire? Hi, I'm good, thank you. You hold out well. You've you've got through it. I have. It's been a long couple of days, but it's been amazing. And is so, it yeah. your first Accountex as an exhibitor? It is. It's my first Accountex full stop, is actually. It? You're yeah, a total it is. Virgin. So I went straight into being an exhibitor. So wow. you know, why not? <laughs> Would you do it again? Hundred percent. Why? One hundred percent because. Because we are so new to the market, I, I did actually come with, with not, not low expectations, but I didn't really have too many expe- expectations. And I think, you know, a bit of brand awareness, I thought that would be enough and just get our name out, start getting our name out there. But the feedback that we've had, that we've been so busy, like both, both days, and I think the feedback that we've had is just been amazing. You know, I think bringing something new to an industry that you work in is it's just such an amazing feeling. And to get such a positive feedback, You've got to come back, haven't you? You've yeah. got to, You've got to come back. Okay, so let me ask you this: What have you learned this time that you will bring back to experience next time? Um, I think we'll we'll change our graphics, so yeah. we might be changing. But I think we had a really good brand messaging, so that that really really worked. But um, I don't know. I think I think we've come up. Right. We've, we've, I think well, I think we did okay for yeah. the first time. I don't think we got anything hugely wrong. So I kind of <laughs> think we just do it, do the same, but just enhance it a bit more as much as we can. Did you get a sense, Claire, of how big this thing is? Because it's massive, isn't it? Yeah, but you know what? And it's really hard when you're sitting in your shell and you don't, you know, there's people coming and going, so you don't get a huge amount of time to kind of go off and wander. So the couple of times you get off and wander, I did get lost a couple of times (laughs) and I've actually gone past my stand, my own stand a couple of times. That's why plans. Yeah, I didn't have one. Can you believe it? So I started wondering, yeah. So I've even walked past my own stand, like gone round in a great big circle, but, um, yeah, you can't, when you're in your shell, you don't get a sense for how big it is. Um, you know, so, so towards like towards the end of the day, when we sort of went for a bit of wandering, you can see like 
nearer the nearer the entrance, you can see the swarms of people starting to come and fill it their way in. But no, you, you, it's really hard to judge it from your little area. And tell us real quick the story of Fresh Pick. It's an interesting start. Isn't okay, it? yeah, yeah. So we are three um, co-founders. Uh, so there's three of us: uh, Nikki, myself, and Jenny. And we all run our own accountancy and bookkeeping practices, uh, and we all do payroll. But it's what's interesting for us is that. We do payroll, we've looked out there for the one solution. We've always said, you know, we'd like to find something that does this and there's some there, something that does this, but doesn't quite do this. So we couldn't find from all three angles, you know, I'm a bureau, I do um, a payroll for accountancy firms and clients direct. Jenny, it does it in-house and Nikki outsources. We've got three different angles that we were attacking. Just couldn't find that one thing that did absolutely everything that we wanted. And it, you know, it was a little bit of a throwaway comment. We were just kind of like, should we just do it ourselves? Wow. And literally, and that like was it. That was it. That was the start of Fresh Me. So it's quite, it's just quite amazing to see where we are, where we are. You know, it's version one, we're brand new, but we're here. So amazing. You sound excited for the journey ahead. I, I really am. I'm really, really passionate. I, you know, I do payroll. I, I want something that I can use. But to, like, I, like I just said earlier, to bring something brand new and innovative to the market that you work in is just like, it's just such an amazing feeling. And I, yeah, you'll probably tell I'm quite passionate about it. Yeah, and you've <laughs> talked to a lot of uh, potential customers. Uh, what about strategic partnerships? Do you talk to other vendors? Are you collaborating with them done. and building alliances? Yeah, 100% we have done. Yeah, there's quite a few people we've had on our target market. There's a few people we were already talking to, so yeah. it was nice to actually meet them and have a proper conversation. Do some good networking face to face. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? So wow. yeah, why not? And yeah. last question, Claire. Yeah. Uh, talking to accountants, what do you feel are the key skills and attributes they need to develop over the next few years to stay relevant and competitive? So I think it's about you know their world, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think I think now COVID more than anything has made people realise for those that maybe aren't fully digital, I think that is the way we're going. Whether some people like it or not, and I think you've got to get your processes digital. But I think most importantly, you've got to get them in the cloud. This is that's where we're moving. That's where the world. You know, people want to work from any location, from any device. People don't want to be stuck to one location in an office or wherever that may be. And you know, people want to work flexibly. So that's all pointing towards the digital world and in the cloud. And it's it's a bit weird that payroll seems to be one of those last pieces of software that's that, that's like that that piece to that puzzle yeah. that, that people are building. So yeah. And where are fresh pay going? Global domination. Well, I'd love to see, yeah. Hey, that's who knows? It. Who knows? But that, that's where we're headed. That's where we're aiming for, definitely. Well, we love your passion, <laughs> Claire Hands and Thanks so much for talking Thank to us. Thank you so much. Thank you. old friend Mark Edmondson from Inflow. Mark, good day to you. Good day. It must feel good to be back face to face. There's a complete buzz around the whole place here, so it's fantastic to be back. Everyone's so excited. I think it's like accountants Christmas day. Everyone's like been really excited. I've seen people counting down the sleeps, Rob, so. Well, you've done a lot of account exes over the years. Obviously, we've had a hiatus. Being back here, must be good to have that in-person interaction. Yeah, I think there's only so long you can stand, stand staring at a screen and talking to people. It's being able to rub shoulders, go and have a, a quick chat here and there. And there's so many people coming to London for this event. I think that's one of the really great things about, about an event like Accounting, just how many people are in the same place at the same time. Yeah, last time you and I spoke, we were at the Digital Accounting Forum. Yes. Uh, ran by the IAB. And uh, 
there's not been many events since then. Why does a Countex stand out in the calendar? Because you've never really missed one, have you, at Inflow? No, no, I think for us, it's 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 about the, the richness of the conversations that are happening here and, and just how many of both the, the vendor and the accounting community gather here. So I think you find some events that's more dominant one way or the other. Here, there's just everyone who's everyone is going to be here. And I think it's going to be really great bumping shoulders with other tech vendors out there trying to explore ways we can work together and, and really catching up with both customers and people who are really at the start of their digital transformation journey. Yeah. Now you've got the stand, you've got the staff, you've got the swag. It's a big investment. Yeah. How do you go about measuring whether something like this has been successful? It, it's, it's really difficult. I mean, there's obviously some of the direct tangibles where you'll be able to kind of actually quantify people who sign up on the back of events like this. Okay. But the intangibles are, are really difficult to measure, Rob, in terms of, you know, catching up with customers and just you know building relationships yeah. being able to rub shoulders with other vendors that might turn into collaborations or other things so i think it is it's very difficult to quantify it um, ultimately it's an investment in the brand it's an investment in the awareness and it, it's an it's an effort to make sure that everyone knows who inflow is and what we do yeah now you're not just a purveyor of software you are a speaker you have your own thought leadership you're doing some talks here over the next couple of days aren't you tell us about them yeah so i'm going to be talking about the, the digital audit and the opportunities that are available to firms, uh, we're very much seeing that opportunity for firms to start to not just buy technology and try and plug it in, but actually recognize that they're really on the back of everything that's happened the last few years, a real expedition of digital transformation in the accounting sector. We've seen it already happen in the accounting and bookkeeping space. The likes of Sage, Zero, QuickBooks have all really pushed that agenda. Yeah. We're focused on the audit sector, that more should we say that more sophisticated compliance space? And I think what we've seen there has been um, an underinvestment over the years by both the firms and the vendors in terms of what firms can use to do audit work. So really the opportunity is here now to elevate the value of audit work, to really recognize some of the challenges. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in my, my, my talk. Well, audit's certainly been under more scrutiny over recent years. We know that. But is it, is it sexy? Is it current? Is it vibing with the zeitgeist? What is it interesting? Well, it depends, doesn't it? It depends on how you're actually approaching it. Are well, you, you make it interesting. We make it interesting. Yeah. We make it colourful for a yeah. start off anyway. But no, for me, yes, it is. And there's an opportunity there to move from what's been perceived as more of a checklist orientated compliance exercise that the client sees as somewhat of a burden, right. but it's driven by regulation, yeah. to actually something which is valuable. How can we use data to automate some of the mundane activities that, being frank, nobody wants to do and start to elevate the time that auditors spend actually focused on value-adding activities. So visualizations, data insights, benchmarking, all of that stuff completely changes the audit proposition. Yeah. Now you're English, you're here in the UK, but Inflow are a global brand, aren't they? Yes. For people that don't know, tell us what Inflow do. So in, in simple terms, Inflow do four things. We, we help firms collaborate. Counting these off. Count them no. off. I'm going to do it as okay. well because I'm a, an accountant still at heart. And you've done this before, haven't you? Exactly. <laughs> number one. Number one, we firstly establish a more a collaborative experience to working with the client. So it's client collaboration, it's sharing files, sharing information, okay. and starting to share data instead of files. Yeah. The second piece which we're most known for, data analytics. Right. So how can we take data from client accounting systems and produce data analytical techniques which automate something that accountants are already doing? We're trying to replace what they do rather than add more work. The third piece, 
is an audit work papers and methodology approach. So recognizing that data analytics completely changes the way that you can actually approach the audit process. We've built our own proprietary audit methodology and our audit documentation tool, which if you put these things together, starts to really transform the way you audit. And the fourth one, we only released it last month, so this is hot off the press, okay. is our quality management product. So really technical, but in the audit space, auditors need to implement some new systems and processes to support quality management, which is a, a regulation-driven new set of standards, Rob. Yeah. And that's going to be something where people are going to be wrestling with Excel trying to do that. We've built a technology that makes it so much easier and so much quicker. Put those all together, you've got a comprehensive suite. But we've also got the flexibility for firms to be able to bolt on one or two of these pieces to complement what they're already doing. You mentioned data analytics. There's such an overload for accounting practices at these stage. There's so much to keep on top of. How do you help them with that? Well, I think first and foremost is to recognize what the skills and involvement of the accountant we want in a space like data analytics. Because right. data analytics can mean many things. It's a very broad category. It could, on one extreme end, mean that you're basically manually doing a lot of work in Excel. That could be packaged up as data analytics. Okay. Or you could be using like desktop-based tools where you're going to have to think about reskilling your practice to be data scientists somewhat. They're going to have to be able to extract the data from the client system. They're going to have to be able to transform these horrible formats of data into something that's useful. And then they're going to have to produce all the visualization and analysis. Now, our approach to data analytics is to say, we don't think accountants should be data scientists. Yeah. We think what they should do is focus on the interpretation, the analysis, and the insight on what the data is telling us, not how do we get to those insights. Yeah. So so what we do is we automate all of that front end piece. So we automate the extraction of the data, the transformation of the data. We make sure it's valid, complete, and accurate. And then we automatically produce a bunch of consistent insights on every single client. Now, what does that mean? Well, the client and the team don't spend any time at all on all of the pre-work. They jump straight to, well, what does this mean? What is this telling me about this client, the risks involved, or potentially how this compares to other clients? Because now we've got that comparability across them all. Yeah. You sound very passionate about it. It's like you enjoy what you do. It's it's almost like it's a hobby, eh? <laughs> well, I've got to ask you, Mark, there are your competition are in this room. Yeah. There are people in here that have elements of what you do, maybe even most of it. How fixed are you to compete over the next few years? Well, we're in a really great position because we've got that flexibility. So where I think there's been challenges in the profession before is almost like you had to be a certain type of firm. You had to be committed to a siloed set of tools. Okay. Now, we've got the breadth that you can come to us and get everything you like want. Like an all-in-one. In an all-in-one suite okay. if you want. Sweet. So absolutely, we come across many people who compete with little bits of yeah. what we do. Best in class so type thing, many bit of that, bit of yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But I like to think that we're both best in class at those individual bits, and we offer the comprehensive integration across all of it. Because you could go and basically buy, I think, Rob, I think based on my latest work, it might be six or eight different products okay. to get to inflow. Nice. Right. So you could go and buy six or eight different products and glue it together. And I'll tell you now, you still won't have inflow. No. But you can also acknowledge that, hang on, I'm really committed to this particular tool in my practice already. We've got the flexibility to almost wrap our technology around that and really make it work for the firm. So I think our biggest advantage is both flexibility in terms of that 
do you want the suite or do yeah. you just want bits of the approach? And we're really strong best in class as well. Put us next to any individual technology and I, I'd like to think we'll be standing up really well, Rob. So, I wouldn't want to go up against you, Mike. I, I, well, <laughs> the thing is, I think for us, is there's a, you know, there is a passion behind this, but we're also fundamentally auditors and accountants who yeah. founded this business. And so we know exactly what everyone's trying to do here. And let's be honest, most people are struggling with capacity right now. So we're really zeroed in on how can we use these technologies to free capacity from the existing team and increase fee income. Yeah. And I don't see many firms right now who aren't looking to get more capacity and grow their business. Wow. Last question, Mark. What skills attributes do you feel accounting professionals are going to need over the next few years to be successful, stay competitive? I think for me, Rob, is a real focus, and this is something we're doing with the ICAW as part of the ACA quality. Okay. is really trying to embed some of the understanding of how data and data analytics and technology works. They're going to need that skill set. But, but the skill set isn't about how to replicate that. I, you know, I use the analogy of, I don't know how my engine in my car works, but I know how to drive it. I know it's driving probably a little bit faster than I should. But the, the, the point is that I know how to be able to interpret and understand what I need to do and where I need to go. Yeah. So I think for me, at the top of the accounting firm, we're going to need to be far more strategic. It's no longer about picking this discrete technology or doing this individual move. We need to be thinking as a firm about where are we going in three to five years? And do we have at the top of the firm that perspective of people who've just been in this firm their entire career or they've actually tapped into you know, experts like yourself to give them a broader perspective and to understand what, learn what they don't know. Yes. And the second piece is probably at the lower levels, focusing maybe a little bit less on some of the technical side of things where we're going to see technology be able to support that more and more and focus more on I'd, I'd, I'd say the more emotional skills. So how do we actually communicate clearly with firms? How do we actually proposition better in terms of the way we price and we sell our work? And tell the stories behind the numbers, I, I love the storytelling piece yeah, as well, yeah. Rob. I think it's the story behind the numbers is so much more powerful. So, so that's where I see it. I know that many people here at AccountX will be sharing all sorts of different views. Um, I know you you feel quite aligned with some of those thinking, but you know, does that, does that correlate with how you approach Definitely this, Definitely the soft side of things, because it's okay having the, the tech skills, the technological skills, uh, but you've got to be able to tell the stories. You've got to convince clients to make decisions based on your data and your advice, and then follow that through with them so they make the they take the action that they need to to be successful. Yeah. And I suppose that's true in audit as much as anywhere. It's, it's, it's true in every every business. I think that, that there's, there's much more opportunity in audit, in tax, in advisory, just because a lot of time there's just higher fees available yeah. there. But we're seeing a real boom in audit right now, and I think we should really capitalize on that to really reinvigorate what has been seen as quite a traditional and maybe stale service over the years. Well, Mark Edmondson of Inflow, the cost boy of audit, it's been great to talk to you. Thanks for your time. Thanks very much, Rob. State one. I'm here with Steve Cox of Iris. How's it going, Steve? Good. Nice and busy, which is great. It is, and we've got the live music going on. I know, party time. It must feel good back being face to face. Do you know what? It's been three years since we've been able to go and do this. Being able to get in front of accountants, professionals, customers, actually other vendors. Yeah. It's been fantastic. It's actually been something we've really missed. Yeah. Tell us about this branding with the t-shirts. I see everyone around here in the pink. Yeah. Official supporters of accountants. Yeah. What's that stance there, Steve? So, Iris works with like 23,000 accountants in the UK. No other vendor does that many. So, it's not just around trying to help them with their 
software and their technology. Actually, we want to help them as professionals, as individuals. So I was this whole piece now around being the support of accountants is to help them with every aspect of what they do in their profession. Whether that's advice, whether it's software, whether it's professional services, or even just someone to come and talk to. We're here to help them. We've seen through the pandemic that firms have gone bust, some yeah. have struggled, others have thrived. But actually, we're all in it together, so therefore we want to support them and help them with everything we can. It's a more holistic approach actually, isn't it? It's a big change. Compared to how a lot of others work, who want to kind of just have their own little slice of what the practice does or what the firm does, but you can't do that anymore. for many years now yeah. and uh, have you noticed any change in it is it just as it was before the pandemic or is it lifted up a little bit more budgets to spend i think that where vendors exhibitors haven't been here for three years it's kind of just looking around the, the level of stands the parties that are going on yeah they're putting their money into it and well, your stand is not unsubstantial here, is it? It's quite You've got big, it's one of our, and we'll probably grow again next year as well. We see Accountex as, for us, it's the beginning of our financial year anyway. Yeah. So actually, it's a great chance for us to get out there and start afresh each year, getting out to speak to people. But there isn't another event like this at the moment. Not from a volume point of view. Accounting Web Live is quite an interesting one and growing. We do our own events, but actually, there's no one like this with an atmosphere. Conversations are you having on the stand of you and your team here? Fascinating ones have been more around the insights we're getting from the firms, around the problems that they're facing, the battles. But actually, all of those challenges, the biggest one that they're really facing is they just can't seem to get enough time in the day. There's only 24 hours in a day, and a lot of people have said, look, we're working from home, hybrid working, but it means we're actually working longer. We're not working smarter. How can we do that? And that's, you were asking earlier about the masters of time, that's exactly what we're doing. Trying to show people how we can help them manage their time better, how we can give them more time back to go and focus on either growing their firm, maybe even getting a bit better work-life balance, or starting to do something new. A big part of why accountants come here is the intelligence, the uh, the, the knowledge, the skills, if you like, the CPD, CPE. Yeah. One of the problems, Steve, is that they're so overwhelmed, they're so overloaded that you've alluded to there, that they go back and it's the full inbox yeah. and 10 voicemail messages and right back to the BAU, the business as usual. So any words of encouragement for them to make things like this count? Well, obviously, listen to the podcast because you guys are taking all the highlights of all of this and so they'll get the most out of it. Thank you for that. The second one is around they do need to take that time out, right? Put your out of box on. Don't apologise for taking time out. We all need a bit of headspace. Yeah. One of the things that I suggest to firms, in fact, I did this in my own talk, was saying, take an afternoon where actually you put your out of box on, say to your clients, I'm not going to be contactable because actually trying to work on the firm, taking some of the insights they've got from the like, today and tomorrow, taking that back to the firm, sharing it. Don't be uh, kind of an island of knowledge on your own. Yeah. Share it with your fellow practitioners, share it with your staff. The only way that you'll ever be able to change things is to help bring people along for the journey. Yeah. So you've got to take that time. One of the criticisms, if I can call it that, Steve, levelled at Iris, is that you're such a big beast fighting on so many fronts. And you're acutely aware of this. Yeah. So 
what are you doing to simplify your proposition or communicate it better to the marketplace? So other than the whole kind of like official support of accountants, kind of say there's so much we can do for Yes. We're kind of changing not just the proposition, but the way we help them as well. So for years we have been focused on desktop software. And we've then put some extra parts around it that are being cloud-based. Now, we've kind of, for years, been talking about Elements, our next-generation platform, to say to them, look, actually, we want to make it easier for you to consume our software, to work with us, because actually we do it in partnership. We've now launched our first edition of our Elements Suite. We said we were going to do it. We've hit our own target, which is fantastic. Some didn't think we would do it. We've done that. And we're showing people now to say, look, it's not just about moving to the cloud, it's actually a lot of you need to work, still work on the desktop. So the way that we've done that is all around how we can bring desktop and cloud together. So therefore, if you're working in the desktop and you need something from the cloud, it's the same data. That means that you don't have to change your whole strategy to migrate stuff across. Actually, it's more about where does the work fit best in the cloud or desktop. And as we expand on that element suite, we'll be able to put more in the cloud if they want, but at the same time they can still do it in the desktop. Talking to so many accountants like you and your team do here, what do you feel are the key skills and attributes they will need over the next few years to stay relevant and competitive? The first one is around having an open mind. Because there's so much change. I mean, just looking around here, some of the changes, the new technologies, the new approaches. I mean, crikey, there's a whole cryptocurrency piece around the corner, which most firms are really quite scared of. So have an open mind is the first thing I would say. We're not a closed office, just a trial balance, just a set of accounts or a trial uh, or a tax return. Accountants have become proper business advisors. You've got to have an open mind to that. The second one is, whilst you may have been trained as an accountant in T-accounts and all of the legislation, much more than that, actually, you're an agony on accountant these days, because you've got to work with the client relationships, you've got to have all those soft skills. A lot of people dub it as advisory, it's not. Actually, compliance is a form of advisory, it's around conversations and relationships. You're a counsellor and a therapist and a shoulder to cry exactly. on, aren't you? Exactly, right? You've got to have all of those to be a well-rounded business advisor, not just someone keeping someone out of jail with a tax return. In a sense, Steve, when you talk to other vendors, maybe your competition, that there's a sea change in instead of taking from accountants what they can and trying to access the clients directly to make them more the hero of the story and befriend them a little bit more, because some vendors maybe have gone the wrong way with that one. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think the accountant has always been a hero, but it's been like the unsung hero. Okay, yeah. What's been fascinating, you hear, I mean, we hear from firms all the time and we've heard from them today around the last two years the lengths they've had to go to to help support their clients, to keep them afloat. They never thought they'd have to go and do this. Some firms are saying they've been doing recruitment for their clients. They've not been trained to be a recruiter, but actually, because they know if they can keep them afloat, they'll keep themselves afloat. So it's kind of been a do what you have to do, and a lot of people have evolved because of that. What's really interesting is coming today and talking to people at the counters, seeing a difference in who's coming from firms. Historically, it used to be your decision makers, your partners, your IT managers, or if you're a much smaller firm, maybe the owner. What we're starting to see is some of those bigger firms, we're seeing lower level staff, people who are doing the tax and the accounts coming because they've got a genuine interest in how they can help move their firm forward. They might not have the power to do it, but they want to be able to go back to the office and go, we really need to change this because look at what I've seen. They're thirsty and hungry to go and change things in their practices. Steve, final question. And 
you're uniquely placed to answer this question, <laughs> and it's kind of a personal one. You've been in this game 20 odd years yeah. with the same company, Iris. Both of those things are rare. Yeah. So what advice would you give to the professionals out there watching, listening, that are looking at some longevity, maybe struggling with the pace of things, a bit stressed out? You have stayed the course. You've kept your head in the game. Yeah. What are the secrets to that? So one is you've got to be happy in what you're going to do. And if you're not happy, talk to people about it. Can you control if you're happy? There are some that are controllable and others that aren't, right? Okay. So can I be happy with the amount of money I've got? Probably not. Can I control that? That's down to someone else. But can I go and talk to someone about that and say I'm unhappy with this because it's got a net effect somewhere else? Being able to share and being vulnerable around that with your colleagues or your managers definitely helps to open up a world of opportunities. Half of the roles I've done at Iris have never existed before I've gone and done them. And the reason they've come up is because I've been open with them and said, I want to do something different. I've got a passion for this area. I can see something. Can we go and try it? If I hadn't have said that to them, I'd never have been the chief evangelist for Iris. I wouldn't be doing the head of market insights now because you've got to almost put yourself out there a little bit to say, I'm not happy. I want to do this. Here's where my passion lies. And don't be something new actually the best things come from when we fail because we learn from it and we try something else failure isn't a bad thing as long as you learn from it and try something else and as long as your colleagues and your firm are willing to say we're going to put a bit of a gamble on this try this if it doesn't work do you know what it's fine we'll learn from it and move on it's around having that flexibility and honesty within a firm another 20 years then steve well i don't think i've got much more hair to lose from that <laughs> but potentially yes Yes, and uh, just a quick one, what excites you most about the next few years? Do you know what, the, the change we've seen over the last, say, three years around digitization of firms changing their technology, it's exciting, but actually the real exciting thing is the mindset shift that we've seen. Firms who haven't been able to change, or the last couple of years have kind of put a band-aid over what they've been doing to make it work from home. Now, they're like, right, I can see the potential open-minded around what we're going to do. Now I want to go and see what else can we go and do. So the mind boggles now with the opportunities for firms to go and transform what they're doing and how they can do it. For me, being someone who wants to push the profession forwards and drive them in the right direction, I kind of feel like we're pushing an open door now, which is great because for so long, it's only been a small proportion of the market that's been willing to do. Steve Cox, man of all seasons. That's been great. Thanks for your time today. No problem. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Sponsored by Accountex.